Good morning. Thank you for joining me with a six-pack, the Scotty six-pack, the only podcast that's bringing you the top stories in all of Wisconsin sports every single day. Plus, we do it in less time than it takes for you to complete your morning commute. I'm your host, Kendrick Stumbris, and we are hopefully recommitted uh, to the idea of bringing you the top stories every single day, because uh, as you maybe can see, we have some new dicks uh, officially moved into uh, a place in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, obviously, the walls are a bit barren, but we are working on that here in the first few days. Uh, but in the meanwhile, we are still dedicated to bringing you the top stories in Wisconsin sports in less time than it takes to complete your morning commute. Again, I'm your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, and you can follow me on Twitter at Kedrick Stumbrus. Follow me on threads, whatever you might find it on. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on the website formerly known as Twitter at Wisconsin Six Pack to get the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. If you're watching here on YouTube or if you want to catch the podcast on YouTube, you can find us there by looking up Scotty Six Pack, smashing the like button, smashing the subscribe button, helps grow the show and continue the conversation with other Wisconsin sports fans. At the risk of having this podcast become out of date, by the time I get up in the morning. We need to talk about conference realignment because although this is not ball on the field, and yes, we are getting close to being able to talk about ball on the field for all of our favorite sports teams. Uh, the Wisconsin Badgers are just wrapped up their second day of ball camp today. The Green Bay Packers are in the midst of training camp. Basically, depending on who you ask, uh, Jordan Love either looks great or looks terrible. Um, it just depends on who your favorite beat reporter is, basically. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers are doing their thing, scored a season-high 14 runs today. Uh, but in the meanwhile, the landscape of college athletics is about to become unlike anything any of us are used to it looking like. Uh, and I don't think that's hyperbole. Uh, so I'm recording this now as 12.29 a.m. Central Time, and here are where things stand. Colorado is on its way from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. We learned that last week. The pieces in motion now are all dependent basically on determining the livelihood of the Pac-12 conference as we know it. Uh, the remaining teams in the Pac-12 after Colorado leaves the Big 12 beginning in 2024 and USC and UCLA uh, participate in the Big 10 conference beginning in 2024 are determining their fate also amidst the fact that they have a media rights agreement that was brought to them um, mainly, almost entirely with a media rights deal that runs through Apple TV. The offer for that deal only runs through the end of this week. Uh, and that deal consists of, you know, uh, about $24 million per year to each school. Uh, for contrast, the media rights shares per school with the Big 10 is just shy of $60 million per year per school. Um, 
So that's a big difference. So now the Pac-12 schools that are angling towards leaving look to be one of, if not both of, the Arizona schools. Uh, Arizona, the University of Arizona, rather than Arizona State, looks to be the school that has the most uh, acceleration, the most inertia toward leaving the Big 12 right now. Arizona is currently a hard lean to the Big 12 uh, for some reports done by Dennis Dodd and Matt Norlander over at CBS Sports. The Arizona Board of Regents, which oversees both the University of Arizona, the Arizona, Arizona State, and also Northern Arizona University, really does not have a desire to break up Arizona and Arizona State, but are willing to do it. However, right now, University of Arizona going to the Big 12, or sorry, going to the Big 12, seems like the more you know close to inevitable move uh, because the university presidents for the current Big 12 schools have met to discuss a potential vote on accepting the Arizona expansion bid. A uh, big piece of this for joining the Big 12 is that new schools in the Big 12 will earn a full media rights share. Uh, unlike in the Big Ten, the way the Big 12's contract works is that any school that gets added becomes a new school where they earn a full new media share entirely given you know, from their ESPN Fox contracts. Big Ten doesn't have that in their contract dealing with uh, CBS and NBC and also partly Fox. Where things get interesting for the University of Wisconsin is that for a very long time, or what it seems to be over a year per some uh, report done by Rick Murphy, is that the Big Ten at least explored and vetted the idea of what adding Oregon and Washington from the Big 12 into the conference would look like. Now, there appears to be a willingness to add the Oregon Ducks and the Washington Huskies to the Big Ten if the money part can get worked out. The question of the money part is the complicated one. According to Ross Dellinger uh, of Yahoo Sports, the Big Ten's offer to Washington and Oregon, which do not offer full media rights shares because it is not written into the media contracts that when a new school is added to the Big Ten, the television partners add up another media rights share. So everyone else's piece of the pie, you know, shrinks in the meanwhile. The Big Ten's offer to Washington and Oregon is expected to be 35 to $40 million annually per team. So for Oregon and Washington, they would earn 35 to $40 million annually from the Big Ten media rights deal. That figure, with the additional cross-country travel, could create some hesitancy. Dellinger adds, 
exits from the four corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, could sway Washington and Oregon to leave. Given that one of those four corner schools is already gone, given that it seems nearly inevitable that a second of those four corner schools is going to be gone, at least a second. This is feeling nearly inevitable that Washington and Oregon are going to become members of the Big Ten in some way, shape, or form. And that, you know, 35 to $40 million, well, it is much less than a full $60 million share amount from the Big Ten. It is still significantly more, at least $10 million a year more than what would have been offered from the Pac-12 media rights deal that was on the table. Um, I'm recording this now. Uh, Andy Stables of On3 just reported seconds ago that the executive session from the uh, University of Washington Regents meeting has finally ended. I was waiting to you know, re record this because that meeting was getting extended a number of times over. I did not anticipate that we would be getting uh, any significant news from there, but was holding out just in case there were any rumblings coming out of that meeting, in case any reporting could have been done out of that meeting. But uh, Washington Board of Regents has now met. Uh, that meeting has adjourned here as of 10.35 Pacific time, here as of 12.35 Central time. And the, the life of the Pac-12 is expected to be determined in the next 24 hours. Uh, maybe the Pac-12 as an entity continues to, to live uh, with the brand name, the Pac, you know, name a number, but not in the way that we have, we have known it recently. Um, so we're going to talk in a minute about how this affects uh, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin factors. Uh, but first, I got to tell you about the Milwaukee Brewers, who, of course, won yesterday. I had images scoring a season-high 14 runs, defeating the Pittsburgh Pirates 14-1. to uh, That game started with uh, Milwaukee giving up a run in the top of the first inning to go down, down one nothing to the Pirates. And I got to be honest, I saw that and kind of thought, all right, here we go again. This team is going to continue on their skid, going to – you know, give it away, and instead they just went ahead and scored a whole bunch of runs. Adrian Hauser great, uh, and the Brewers uh, reclaimed a half-game lead on the Cincinnati Reds uh, as those two teams kind of bounce back and forth uh, for the lead in the division while the Cubs continue to creep up, uh, and now are only two and a half games back of the division lead. Uh, I will be going to the Milwaukee Brewers game tonight, uh, we'll be sitting at the 400 level, maybe doing a little um, Miller Highland beer pen action here on this backhand Friday. Uh, but I do know whatever tickets I get, I will be getting them on TickPick. Uh, and again, this isn't an ad. TickPick is just a service I love, and I want you to save money on your next ticket purchase. So maybe you're thinking about going to the brewery game. If you do, hit me up on the website formerly known as Twitter. You can find me at Kedrick Stumbrist, and uh, would love for you to get your tickets on TickPick uh, to come say hello, and I'll uh, purchase you a nice cold beverage if you do so. Uh, and when you use TickPick, you'll never pay service or delivery fees like you will on other ticket-selling apps. 
and TickPick comes with a best price guarantee. You find a better price somewhere else for the same ticket, TickPick will refund you twice the difference in credit toward your next purchase. Plus, if you use my link in the podcast description or on the screen now, you'll save $10 on your first order. So download the TickPick app, go to TickPick.com, it's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, enter my code, use my link, save $10 on your first purchase, and never pay service or delivery fees for tickets ever again. Um, moving back to real life, and what this does for the Wisconsin Badgers. I... I love college football. And, and I want to start off saying that because I think that's an important thing. Uh, I have always been a person who enjoys sports, but really, I, I think I fell in love with sports even more than I already was uh, once I got to, you know, the big time Division one FBS university. There, there is just something different about the collegial aspect of big time university sporting events in a way that professional sports I don't think ever has a chance of recreating. Um, and along with that love for that collegial aspect comes a love for the traditions within the sport. Uh, you know, the longest, most continuously played rivalry in major college football is between Wisconsin and Minnesota. And obviously that's not going away. Uh, but those, those regional matchups where fans really dig in their heels against their regional, academic, uh, athletic peers are what make college sports, particularly college basketball, college football, fantastic and different from the NFL game. Uh, I love watching the Green Bay Packers beat the Chicago Bears. It is never as great as that Saturday after Thanksgiving, I know it hasn't always been on that day, but recently has been on that day. Um, but that's Saturday in November when Wisconsin lines up to fight for the Axe. It's my favorite sporting event of the year every single year. And I've been going to that game every single year since I attended the University of Wisconsin. And there is juice, I think, in nearly every Big Ten matchup now. Um, aside from Rutgers and Maryland, but that that juice is going away. Uh, I I just have a really hard time seeing myself getting up, getting excited for Wisconsin to play UCLA to play. The University of Oregon to play Washington. It does not have the same to it as even playing Indiana in football does. And I barely care about Indiana. 
the only thing I care about for Indiana is that the Hoosiers have hilariously never won a basketball game at the Kohl Center in men's basketball, which is an absurd thing considering the stature of Indiana and Wisconsin in like in a historical sense. Um, but that those quirky facts are what make college athletics great. Um, or that it, it is just it is odd. It's going to be odd watching Wisconsin get up to play some of these West Coast teams in a venue on a day in October when there's an, a Rose Bowl game championship on the line. Something I just do not care about as much uh, in a regular season matchup. It, that, that little bit of that comes with every Saturday in the fall is just gone. And it's one of the things that is absolutely there with college basketball too. Every game in the Big Ten is a bloodbath. And it's just it's just not gonna be that with USC. It's not gonna be that. So like apologies to Andy Enfield and to Mick Cronin, but like I just don't care. I don't care. It, nearly, nearly enough to get up when I'm excited for Wisconsin to play against, you know, Tom Izzell or <laughs> Jawan Howard, right? I know it's an extreme example, but even Chris Holt at Ohio State, like, that's exciting. And I know that some of these things will come with time. They come with history. But that is what is being lost in all of this, is the history. And the teams that are welcoming the soon-to-be ex-Pac-12 teams will have an opportunity to build that history with their new conference mates. But those teams coming in those, you know, they, they won't have an opportunity to build, to, to restore that history that is going to be lost. Washington State is going to be left behind in all of this. The Apple Cup is going to be left behind from Washington and Washington State. Because Washington State will have effectively been relegated to a lower tier of college football than what it was once in Oregon. In Oregon State, um, and their you know, interstate rivalry is going to be gone, also done away with in the same manner. It is unfortunate for fans of those schools, especially who we as Big Ten fans may lose a couple of our maybe less treasured rivalry matchups, games every year. You know, maybe we don't, we as fans, Wisconsin fans, don't get to play Purdue as often and don't get to say, oh, haha, we've beaten the Purdue Boilermakers in the last 25 years in a row. And you have to say, all right, well, we've played them 30 times and have only and have won 
uh, <laughs> 27 times in those 30 years of the 27 matchups or, um, you know, that Nebraska, you know, still doesn't get to be Wisconsin even by the year 2035, whatever. But even as the Big Ten fans don't get those same rivalry games with as much of a frequency because in Oregon is, is sprinkled into that schedule somewhere. Those Oregon State fans, those Washington State fans, those Cal fans are having all of it taken away from them for 12 weeks of the year. Maybe maybe Wisconsin fans are only left with six of those weeks still on some years in some seasons after all of this is done and dusted. But that's six more weeks than an Oregon State Beavers fan is going to have. And that's unfortunate. And I certainly wouldn't want to wish that on anyone. Uh, I think the other thing to point out here is that maybe this isn't sustainable. These these big television entities, you know, Disney is Disney, ESPN, ABC seem to be bleeding money. I'm unsure how by the time this Big Ten contract is over, and obviously Big Ten is a contract with ESPN, Disney for this contract, but you know, stay with me. These Big Ten schools are going to be owed around $100 million a year. I am unsure how in a world where terrestrial cable is going by the wayside and these television networks are already struggling to keep up with their revenue numbers, how those payouts are sustainable. And maybe you're not. Maybe we will end up having to revert back because these mega conferences can't sustainably exist with the current payout structure. Uh, there won't be enough money to go around. Maybe, or maybe I'm wrong. Um, ultimately, I think there's another side of this too that we as Wisconsin fans have to kind of appreciate. And I, I had said this back when the university hired Mike Hastings as the new head coach for the men's hockey team, is that there is something to be said for realignment and the creation of a big two conference structure being good for the University of Wisconsin. And that is all of this additional money doesn't just go to football. It flows through everything else. And Mike Hastings, if it weren't for one huge contract handed out at uh, Providence, Mike Hastings would be the highest paid head coach in Division I men's college hockey right He'd be the highest paid head coach in college hockey right And means the University of Wisconsin is serious about you know, revitalizing that program, but it also means they have the money to do it for a program that was struggling. And they increased the amount that the program was paying its head coach when it replaced uh, Tony Granado with Mike Hastings. And it's not just uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State, when they hired their new head coach after the last 
after last season in spring of 2022, their new head coach got him here race off of their former head coach again. Um, and college basketball, for example, if you look at the highest paid head coaches in there, they all come from uh, conference schools, which are in the big, you know, a two, three, however we're going to call it. You know, they all come from the conferences that look the most stable right now. I think coaching men's college basketball is John Calipari. John Calipari, Kentucky, national champion, winning head coach, Hall of Favor from Kentucky in the SEC. Second highest paid, Tom Isso, national champion, Hall of Famer, Michigan State of the Big Ten. Third highest paid, Bill Self, two-time national champion from Kansas of the Big 12, of the Big 12. Hall of Famer. Fourth highest paid, Rick Barnes. Used to coach at Texas in the SEC, now coaches at Tennessee in the SEC. Bruce Pearl, fifth highest paid. Went to the Final Four, lost to Virginia at the buzzer. Coaches at Auburn, SEC school. Kelvin Sampson, Final Four coach. Coaches at Houston, now in the Big 12. Probably. Tony Bennett. It's the only exception in the Big Ten, but he's a national champion coaching at Virginia at the ACC. Brad Underwood, Illinois, coaching the Big Ten. Nick Cronin, UCLA, been to the Final Four, lost at the buzzer to Gonzaga, coaches now in the Big Ten. And then Eric Musselman at Arkansas. All these teams, all of these competitive teams can afford to pay their college basketball coaches the big bucks. And all comes from the fact that most of those schools all come from big football conferences that are still the most stable. And uh, you know, you got a couple of you got a couple of Big Twelve guys in there, but it's a lot of SEC guys, a lot of SEC guys, a lot of football money to to throw around. You got a couple of Big Ten guys. The money adds up, and the money can't all be spent on football as much as you know some football fans would like it to be. There's a point of diminishing returns for that money just ends up having to be spent somewhere else. And if that means that it gets spent on some other programs in the athletic department at the University of Wisconsin, so be it. Uh, you will not hear me complain about it. But anyway. That's going to be all for today's edition of the Scotty Six Pack. Thank you so much for starting your day with us. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast to start every day with everything you need to know in Wisconsin sports. While you're on your podcast platform of choice, particularly Apple Podcasts, leave a nice review, five stars, kind comments. Tell some folks what you like about the show. Helps the show grow and helps us produce even better content for everyone. Thanks again for listening. I've been your host, Kendrick Summers. I'm Wisconsin.